You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from pop culture cosmos the lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you get a chance please give us that five star review i almost feel like subway five dollar foot long you know that type of deal they're, they brought you notice they brought it back that's all i say I'm, I'm glad that they brought it back at least for a limited time but anyways if you get a chance to give us that five-star review on apple Podcasts or like support share whatever you can do follow we just truly appreciate it here at the lakers fast break it's here it's upon us this weekend at hand the nba season will begin the lakers and clippers looking really excited just oh the the just cannot wait for it just so happy that the season is right around the corner. And here today to talk to me about the upcoming NBA season, his thoughts, his insight on what he thinks will be going down inside the bubble. Because if you're not in a bubble these days and you're in a sport, it's not exactly the safest thing. Just ask the Marlins. But it is a good man indeed. You got to you got to go ahead and check out. I'm showing it now on Facebook Live, but you got to go ahead and check out his awesome show, Cole Sports plus all the other shows that he's part of. It is Cole Johnson and Cole. I just cannot thank you enough for joining me on the show today. Well, Gerald, I appreciate you rolling out the red carpet and ah, the room looks good. I love it. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I, I, it was a little bit different a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looked like, as my wife would always put it, that pop culture threw up. Uh, so my <laughs> daughter, who is also a pop culture freak. But also a Lakers fan decided, you know what, Dad? I want to help you redesign it. I want you to help it make it look good. And, and okay, I said, all right, all right, I get the hit. So we went ahead and worked on it. So yeah, it's still still a little bit of touches in process, but for the most part, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to get things done on it. But I appreciate. It. Thank you. No problem. It, well, it's always good to have a woman's touch. Yes, Always. yes, yes. And I, uh, as I've already told you before, I've got some great women indeed uh, inside the house. So I'm very blessed uh, to have that. But I'll tell you what, my friend, it is such mm-hmm. a great time for us sports fans, mm-hmm. well, at least NBA fans. Uh, baseball, yeah. we don't know where that's going right now. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but NBA is right around the corner. Uh, I know you're excited. I know I'm excited. And uh, I just want to go ahead and touch on some things. Yes, of course, the Lakers obviously going in there. You know, Anthony Davis, he might sit out the first game. But for the most part, he's going to be healthy going into the playoffs, I think, at right now. Hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood. Yeah. But him, LeBron James, and the rest of the Lakers look really good going into mm-hmm. this NBA bubble. But there are other teams as well. So I want to go ahead and ask you, Cole, 
Is there anything that sticks out to you as far as the NBA bubble is concerned from these three scrimmages that they've had? Because for the most part, we're talking on Tuesday. They're, they're, most of them are completed. But your initial thoughts on you know these teams and some of the impressions that you have going into the NBA bubble? Uh, well, I mean, it, the scrimmages have looked exactly the way I thought it would be. It, it, it definitely looked like it was, you know, like we were in October, early October again. You know, it looked preseason-ish. So you, you had a feeling that the guys were still trying to feel their way, you know, and, and other than practice, they haven't really played anything competitively in four months. So uh, so they were just feeling their way. And, Things seem to be fine. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as far as the Lakers are concerned, I think the the skies are living with them. They seem to be fine. The only thing they need to have happen is to have LeBron James healthy and Anthony Davis healthy. If they can have those two healthy, I think they can go a pretty long way. Uh, beyond that, I, I really believe that the NBA. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're suffering a little bit from not, I guess you could say, sanitizing their bubble all the way. <laughs> uh, I think they, they're going to have some concerns there. Uh, we already had uh, Michael Beasley uh, contract, uh, contract coronavirus while in the bubble. I, I hope we have no more of those types of situations happening. Uh, but uh, other than that, it actually might be good. Uh, as far as the teams are concerned, um, veteran teams, I think, would love this time period now because they get the chance to shoot their shot, so to speak. Yeah. And they now have had rest. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, they never have, they've never said, well, we're in the stretch drive of our season and we are coming off of a whole ton of rest. You know, normally their stretch drives are five months of regular season grind and they have to find a couple of days of rest here and a couple of days of rest there before they gear up for the playoffs. Well, uh, you know, teams that may get hot rockets are one that I could think of. Uh, Trailblazers definitely are another team I can think of. If the, sh- if the shots fall, they will look pretty good, but the shots are, if the iron is unkind, thank you, Tim Brandt, uh, then, <laughs> then they may have issues. Uh, but, uh, the most exciting thing that I've seen in the scrimmage, um, Ben Simmons hitting a three. I think that's the most exciting thing I've seen in scrimmage. <laughs> Not bull bull. <laughs> oh no, not bull bull. The, the look, the more the, the more exciting thing about bull bull was the fact that he got drug tested after his sixteen ten and six slide. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, I, I can agree with you on Ben Simmons, but what is your real take on Ben Simmons? I mean, obviously he tried a couple threes. He did hit one, as you said. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he is he just pulling this out because of the scrimmages? Do you think he'll actually go ahead and, and utilize it more? He has been moved to the power forward slot in the starting lineup so they can get Shake in back right. into the the starting lineup for Philadelphia. They've put Al Hofer to the bench. Mm-hmm. I, I, do you think this is a sound move for Brett Brown? He's obviously coaching for his Philadelphia career at this point in time. But do you think mm-hmm. that? it's a reality that Ben Simmons might start dabbling with some three-pointers. I mean, because if he starts to do that, it just makes a world of possibilities even larger for the 76ers. 
Uh, yeah. Um, well, how can I put this in a delicate fashion? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to when it, when it concerns his outside shooting. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Britt Brown has cut coaching for his career. And I don't necessarily mean just uh, his Sixers stint. I mean, he's probably coaching, uh, if he does get released from the Sixers, the possibility of having another job on an NBA staff. Uh, you get the feeling that he's grasping at straws. Uh, you know, he's trying to see what pieces fit. And I, and I am of the, the belief that if the Sixers don't advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that is not a lock, then we may see a coaching change in Philly. Uh, as far as Phil, uh, as far as Ben Simmons is concerned, I know he has the height to be a power forward. I don't know if he has the game to be one. And yeah, I know he doesn't really shoot eyesight shots, and that would make him a contender to be uh, someone to play in the low block. But if his game isn't based on physicality, and it's based on being a slasher, and he's basically he basically is a wing in a six foot ten inch body then moving to power forward really wouldn't do him any good either. Uh, I get the, the, I get the, the thinking is similar to like LeBron James. You know, he, he, he doesn't play power forward. He plays small forward. And this year he has played a little more point guard. So I get that they want to do a point forward type of thing with Ben Simmons. The, <sighs> the issue is, and I don't think he has to hit threes, but he has to he has to come up with a consistent 15 to 20 foot range shot yeah. because uh, teams will basically just simply invite him to shoot and they will just block off penetration to the lane as uh, as a team who defend him should do so if he defend if he just develops a long range jumper not necessarily a 3 i think he would be better off no matter what which position he plays but I think he's better suited at point guard, but I, I just get the feeling of being power forward for Brent Brown. I think it's a, it's a desperate move in my opinion. It is a move. Like you said, it could be very desperate indeed. And yeah. you don't, you're right. You're exactly right. If he even creates an elbow jumper, just yeah. right there, uh, 15 feet, either side of the free throw line. And right. yeah, yeah, that's all he needs to go ahead and just mm-hmm. get teams to notice that, Hey, he, we need to go right. ahead and pick him up a little bit farther out and that could go ahead right. and spread things out a little bit more as far as their offense is concerned. Right. 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 And that, I think that is more what uh, the Sixers need than anything. If he can, like you say, develop an elbow jumper, develop a top of the key jumper, uh, just something that can loosen the, 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 the lane, loosen the post. Because if that were to happen, that actually would help out Joel Embiid even more by having a little less congestion in the post. Yeah. When you have somebody that skilled and talented down low on the block, you don't want to crowd it even more. And right, right. now, the way they play, it's it's making it much harder for Joel Embiid to do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he, his game is more along the lines of he needs the elbow room to do his thing he he isn't he, he isn't um he isn't the type of big that we grew up watching he, yeah. he doesn't strike me as like a patrick ewing type he doesn't strike me as a uh um a one type or even a or even a kareem and he definitely is not a shack type so 
physicality is not necessarily what Embiid specializes in. So when you see a player that has the ability to be, I won't say graceful, but if he has the ability to be a little more athletic, yeah, you, you need to have as few amount of people to draw down to him if you're the Sixers as you possibly can. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's, he has some elements of Akeem Olajuwon, but he also has mm-hmm. some elements of power and grace as well. It's not like mm-hmm. the total package, like he's a right. replica, but he has a little bit of each. I've seen his moves. He does a little bit of shake and bake and whatnot. It, like you said, if he gets the space, but the problem is if they don't get the space, that could be an, a big right. issue. But if they are mm-hmm. able to work things out, I think they're the I think they're the oddball in this situation when it comes to mm-hmm. Eastern and Western Conference because they have enough talent to get to the to the at least the Eastern Conference Finals on paper. I had picked them, uh, you know, way back earlier in the season as far as a team that I thought would go a long way, and unfortunately, right now it doesn't look to be the case. But if they do right that ship, there's no telling what kind of mayhem they they can create in the NBA playoffs. Definitely, and they have some experience. You know, they have a they have a playoff series victory under their belt now, so it it isn't it isn't like in well, it wasn't like two years ago where they didn't quite know what type of team they had. And even though they struggled a little bit last year with that too, a little bit with identity, it was a little more, they felt more confident in their ability and they felt a little more confident in, in, in their athleticism. And, you know, when you have a best of seven in any round and you have the experience factor coming, coming into a series, that helps the team out. So uh, the Sixers, yes, on paper, they sh- they should they should be an Eastern Conference finalist easily. But that's on paper. If they can, but if they can gel and get hot, I believe they could make it there because they because like I said, all they need is to have some sort of reliable jump shot, not necessarily a three pointer, but just some type of jump shot, something to not make a, a defense say, well, this team is nothing but penetration and post play. We could just simply clog the lane and do that all game long. Because if that's the if that's the case, the Sixers will be bounced in the first round simply because, well, teams will just be sitting and waiting for them to either penetrate or the ball to be dished into the paint. They will go as far as Corkmaz, Harris, and also yeah. Richardson will take them as far as three-point shooting. Not Embiid, because, oh, yes, Embiid no. will take his standard three to five three-point mm-hmm. attempts there each game because he got to go ahead and feed it to him because that's what he likes and desires. But, again, it goes back to can they get enough additional outside shooting to go ahead and support mm-hmm. them. So we'll wait and see. Right. I mean, at, you know, at home they seem to have gotten it. On the road mm-hmm. they seem to have not. So right. this Jekyll and Hyde team, we're going to have to wait and right. see what happens. So – it's going to be very interesting nonetheless when it comes to the 76ers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But are there any more interesting teams? Because we all know about the Bucks. Loaded roster, a Mm -hmm. lot of complimentary players. Mm -hmm. Team that's built around Giannis. Done a Mm -hmm. tremendous job. I know a lot of people's pick for MVP. When right. it comes to any other teams out there in the Eastern Conference, they seem to be in one big bunch. And, and I'll talk yeah. to one person, they'll say one team. And I'll talk to another person, mm-hmm. they'll say another team. Is there any team in the Eastern Conference that's, that sticks out in your mind? I mean, we talked at length about the 76ers, but is there anyone else? You almost get the feeling that if one of the three teams that I name can go on a high streak, that they could really cause problems for the Bucks, <laughs> and and that would then we already we talked about one the Sixers, but uh, Celtics, the Raptors, and the Pacers. If they were to just simply catch lightning in the bottle, I just get the feeling one of those three teams could make it really hard for a team like the Bucks or or a team like the Sixers, and just really, uh, just really make us say, "Wow, we didn't see this coming." That that type of thing because. You know, the, you know the Celtics. They've been they they had to deal with the well loss of Kyrie Irving, <laughs> which that was basically addition by subtraction. Uh, the Raptors had to deal with the loss of uh, Kawhi Leonard, and and shout out to uh, uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, he has stepped his game up yes a lot, uh, and, and and also Kyle Lowry has actually taken on more 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 of the role too there in, in Toronto. And then, and then the Pacers, uh, you know, it, it, it's like you, you look at this team and you say, how the heck are they doing this? It's like they're doing this with smoke and mirrors. So I thought they weren't supposed to be anywhere near co- uh, contention. Yet here they are. And, uh, you know, the rest of the pack, yeah. They, I, I think they could be fodder for the for the top teams in the East, but for me, if if either the Celtics, the Raptors, or the Pacers just catch on fire, I think they may give a team like the Bucks a lot of problems. Pacers though have to have a healthy Sabonis, and right now with his plantar fasciitis, one hundred percent. That yes. that that's a big key. If he's not going to be able to make it, if they sit him yeah. down. Even with a healthy Oladipo, who's now deciding to play, hmm, three million dollars might have changed right. his mind. That right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, Sabonis still is such a key factor. I've heard mm-hmm. people, well, he he was an all star, but he's really not an all star. Or he's a, you know what? He's a very good player, and right. he's a great contributor on that team. And they're a team that does not have a superstar superstar. Right. They're a team that is going to get after you because they have a collection of very good players. Mm-hmm. And if one piece is missing, especially as big as him, 
then you're going to have issues. Miles Turner can't make up for it. Victor Oladipo no. can't make up for it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It's something that the Pacers, if they have everybody together, like you said, could could surprise mm-hmm. people. But if not, then they could be, like you said, early fodder as well. So I, I will mm-hmm. monitor that situation going on with Sabonis right. because I think he is a very good player and a very key part of that. Your other choices mm-hmm. are outstanding as well. I mean, there there are teams that could surprise the Bucks in the Eastern Conference, and mm-hmm. uh, I I agree with you. I think I don't think it's a done deal that the Bucks are going to go all the way. Yeah, uh, as as much as I would like to say that, and the Bucks have had a, had an impressive season, and as much as I like to say, well, the the East is theirs, and we all should fear the deer, and it, it's a it's a done deal. Nah, not it, it's not it's not. Uh, to me, last year when the uh, Bucks played the Celtics, if the Celtics had a little more confidence in themselves as a team, I think they could have given the Bucks a little more than what than what they they offered because they dominated them in Game One, but then it was as if either they believed their own press clippings or they just ran out of gas or they played over their heads in Game One because Games Two through Five that was all Milwaukee. So I want to see if they learn from that experience last year going into this year. And uh, that will be interesting to me. I'll tell you what, that would be. I, I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. Once again, I'm speaking to Cole Johnson. You got to check out, as I'm showing everybody on Facebook Live, his awesome podcast, Cole Sports. You see right there, 4.9 rating right there. You can't get much better than that. It's available now on <laughs> Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Cole Sports, he has a lot of other things as well, you know, to talk about when, you know, I'm going to give him the floor in just a sec here. But first, I want to go ahead and talk about the Western Conference before we head on out. And that is, you know, I know the L.A. teams, they get all the pub, they get all the buzz, Mm -hmm. L.A., 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 all that. But (laughs) I want to hear your thoughts as someone who has a deep insight and knowledge from what I'm able to listen to on your shows and your other guest appearances that have been out there, you've had a great insight into what's going on in the NBA and also your thoughts on the Western Conference. So I want to hear your thoughts on how the West might shape out because there's a lot of other great teams in the conference besides just in L.A. Yeah, and if you were to be basically an L.A.-based fan and you're just all about the Lakers or all about the Clippers, you probably would think, okay, well, you don't really have to deal with any other team. No, <laughs> the the West is coming for you. I mean, j- just think about the possible first round opponent for the Lakers and the the Trailblazers. Now, this is team. This is a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year, and you're dealing with a team where you have their their stalwart point guard in Damian Lillard. Where if he catches on fire, I don't care what seed you are, you're going to have problems stopping him. And if he and CJ McCollum catch fire at the same time, wow. And that's, and that's just a possible eighth seed. We're not even talking about teams like the Rockets, who they have two ball-dominant uh, point guards in Westbrook and Harden, who if they are hot and they can catch on fire, they can do damage. Not talking about the Jazz, who... Uh, this this team, when you think that well, they, they're they're boring and they they really won't make any difference in 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 figuring in figuring out who's going to be the powers in the West, 
No, no, they just simply plot away and they plot away and they plot away and they and 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 they have this dogmatic we're going to go after you and get after you style, almost reminiscent to one of their former head coaches uh, in in um, Jerry Sloan in Sloan and Jerry Sloan couldn't even think of his first name. It, it sort of is that type of workmanlike style you know they do have their their main star in donovan mitchell and they have their you know they, they have a defensive stalwart guy in rudy gobert but it's it's more along the lines of they just are a workman like blue collar type team and they just find ways to win and then there's the nuggets this team they were an overtime away from being the western conference finals last year and all they've done is just push the Lakers and the Clippers to play play basically beyond themselves just so they can stay ahead of them. And, uh, you know, we, you know, and, and, and we could talk about other, uh, other young players that that's coming up, you know, John Morant, who, well, he basically is having the, the, the Grizzlies <laughs> by themselves knocking on the door to a playoff spot himself. Uh, you can talk about the Mavericks who, they they're they're surprising teams and Luka Doncic who's reminding people of Larry Bird in terms of how he plays, but Nikola Jokic, oh my gosh, I cannot rave enough about this guy. It's it's as if the game comes to him so fluidly and easily. He reminds me basically of when we talked about <laughs> we talked about Sabonis. He, he uh he. <laughs> The Joker reminds me of his father, yeah, uh, Arvidas Sabonis, where he just—it it looked like he wasn't moving, but he just had these quick, sudden moves where he used body control so effortlessly and so well. And it was like if he got anywhere in the or near the paint, that would be his domain, and there was nothing you could do to stop him. The only di- and and the only difference is Arvidas didn't bring his long-range jumping ability in the NBA, but he had it when he was a part of the Soviet team, but we didn't get a chance to see it. Just what I was going to say. Just because, you know, that's the one, I don't want to say it's a crime or anything like that, but it's just so sad that we as NBA fans didn't get to see a young Arvidas bonus. Yeah, we would have been treated to an absolute elite ball player. Nikola reminds me of him. That, that's, the, that's the vibe I get with him whenever I see him play. It's like, gosh, he just knows the game so well. And, 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 and the rest of the Nuggets, they're talented. They're, they're really talented. We may not know a lot about them in terms of a squad, but they, I, I could see a really interesting second-round matchup between the Nuggets and, and the Clippers. I could see that, and I would, I would enjoy that seven-game series there. That'd be a slugfest, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Cole. Got some great insight and some great thoughts on what's going on with the NBA's bubble coming up this week and, and all mm-hmm. the, the the platform and everything that's going on. I want to hear your thoughts finally on who may come out of the West, who may mm-hmm. come out of the East, and who ultimately, as of now, although we'll check mm-hmm. up on you before, you know, as the playoffs yeah. continue, we'll, we'll go ahead and check and see if our opinions might differ. Because right. as you know, anything can happen in the NBA playoffs. But right. <laughs> who might ultimately come out on top right now heading into the bubble? Okay. Well, I can say in the uh, Western Conference Finals, uh, if you're in L.A., I really do believe that you all will be excited because we're going to see a Lakers-Clippers uh, Conference Final. I really do believe that. 
the Eastern Conference Final, I see that being the Bucks. It might be a repeat. Bucks, Raptors. Yeah, I, I really see that. I really see that. But I think the teams are going to come out of uh, out and meet each other in the finals. In the East, I see it being the Bucks. I'm, I'm going to disappoint you here, Gerald. In the West, I see it being the Clippers. It wouldn't be the and first. The only... for, for, wouldn't be the first guest <laughs> to say that. So don't worry. And the only reason why I say Clippers is that doggone bench. It's it's like where does it end? <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I keep I, I keep thinking that you know you can beat this team because well other than Kawhi and uh, uh, dinged up Paul George they probably can't really impress you all that much with the starters but they have a deep bench and it just amazes me it amazes me but I wouldn't be surprised if Lakers come out the West because whenever LeBron James has the opportunity to be in the playoffs all bets are off and he has and he has probably the best player in my opinion that he's ever played with on a team in his 17 year career as a side well when you say sidekick as his number one a player well that that that's a good assessment i'm still picking the lakers just because of those two Mm -hmm. very things you said lebron james and ad in a matchup in a playoff format when the rotation strength and it's yeah. all about matchups. I think they're the hardest matchup mm-hmm. out there. But mm-hmm. again, saying the Clippers with their deep bench, like you said, with Lou Will, with also Montrez Harrell, with so many other options and weapons that they can have coming off the bench, I get that. And mm-hmm. I, I understand it. Like I said, you're not the, simply the first person to say that. In fact, mm-hmm. you're, there's been several individuals that have come on the show to say that. Uh, who are you know just NBA fans as a whole or Clipper fans or yeah. either which way it doesn't doesn't matter. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that you got to be aware of. You got to be aware of the yeah. Clippers that are they're there as a team that can go all yeah. the way. But you now have the Clippers and the Bucks in the mm-hmm. NBA Finals. Who do you think is yeah. better of the two coming out on top this year? Uh, I, I think uh, hmm. the Clippers would have an edge considering that Kawhi has a ring. Uh, and and of course their their coach too, Doc Rivers. He also has a ring as a coach. I would I would lean to the Clippers, but I'm a huge Giannis Antetokounmpo fan, and I really believe that it, it's going to be his time in his year. I, I really believe it's going to be the Bucks that's going to hoist the Larry Brown Trophy. I really do. That's uh, again. I've had a couple people as well talk about the Bucks in such glowing fashion and. You're right. Giannis Antetokounmpo is simply right now, you know, mm-hmm. one of the best we have seen in a long time, long time. Uh, and mm-hmm. and the unique skills that he has, and he hasn't really developed a, a touch yet from right. the outside and from the free throw line. Right. And once he does that, uh, there's like you've said earlier in the show, there's no limits. So the sky is the limit mm-hmm. for for him, and what mm-hmm. he can do. Those yeah. are some outstanding picks that you have, uh, some great insight. And I'll tell you what, I, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. 
with a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But before we head on out, my friend, I want to ask you this. If you can go ahead and share to the people everything that you've got on the plate that people need to check out, not just Cole Sports, which I'm going to show again to people right now, right there, available on all podcast formats, but everything that you're up to. Because I know you, from what I've seen, I looked on your social media and, and got a chance to check out all the stuff that you're doing. You've got your hands in a whole lot of places. You're a very busy man indeed. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am. Well, uh, <laughs> if you uh, if you want to catch me on different platforms, uh, I I definitely coach uh, divorcees and people who are heartbroken and they have a difficulty trying to get past things. Uh, my platform is called Get Over Divorce. You can find that on Spreaker, and of course, you can find it on an Apple Podcast too. And you can also find that on GetOverDivorce.org. Uh, I do interviews, like I will one day invite this wonderful gentleman <laughs> next to me to be on it. Uh, it's a general interview platform called Revelations. And it uh, that is on shows.acast.com forward slash revelations and also on Apple as well. And of course, there is the mothership that started it all, Cold Sports with a Z. And you can find that at coldsportswithaz.com. And you can find that everywhere. Absolutely. I'd be honored to be a part of any one of your programs. Well, actually, not the divorce day programs because I'm, I've been through one a long time ago. I'd like to keep this one. I'd like to keep this one. I, I want to keep it to two. I'll just keep it to two like that. I'm, I'm praying that every day that I can keep it to two and that I won't uh, do something stupid to go ahead and necessitate being on your show. Because if I'm going to go on your show, then you know something's gone real downhill with it. I'll just say that. But uh, you, any one of your other programs, right now i'd be honored to be a part of if you should decide to go ahead and, and bring me on uh but i'll tell you what i'm going to bring you back on it's going to have a great time indeed again when we talk more about the nba as it gets more into the bubble as it gets more into the playoffs brought some great insight into this show today and i cannot thank you enough for doing so once again it's cole johnson you got to check out all of his shows today on any podcast format i mean just so much out there for him that he's doing i've again if you ever get the chance to see him on social media he's always working on something so you got to go ahead and check out everything indeed and it all starts like you said with the mothership mm-hmm. cold sports with a z at coldsports.com yes sir well cole i want to thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast again i'm going to bring you on very soon to talk about all the great things that are going on in the nba Hopefully be nothing but good things that we're going to be talking about when All I bring right. you back on. I'm, right. I'm keeping my, my prayers mm-hmm. that this bubble will stay intact. Hopefully yeah. nobody else will have that great desire to go ahead and get lemon pepper chicken wings somewhere out there. Uh, I won't say where. Lou will. Uh, come yeah. on, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me, and uh, I look forward to the invite again. Absolutely. I do look forward to doing this again. Definitely going to have you aboard. And I just cannot thank you enough for being part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.